0: Live Above the Noise, The Choiceful Family Project. Welcome to Live Above the Noise, The Choiceful Family Project. I'm your host, Wayne Yurcha. Our digital world brings us many benefits, but it also exposes our children to an addictive and toxic mix of tech, media, and consumerism that harms their healthy development and undermines their happiness. To better navigate the ever-increasing pressures and challenges of this accelerating digital world, today's children and families need to develop a power we call choicefulness. Choicefulness is a power built on a new and different set of skills. Skills specifically designed to protect and prepare our children for a fulfilling future in the age of noise. So if you're a parent looking for new ways to engage with your children, motivate your children, and prepare them for a positive future, we have created this podcast to help you. Thank you for joining us. This is episode number seven. And I'm here once again with my podcast partner, developmental and educational psychologist, and kids media expert, Dr. Rob Breyer. In our last podcast, podcast number six, we talked about time compression and how it's affecting our relationships and our communication. In this podcast, we'll be talking to a busy mom of two to get her perspective on how today's non-stop noise and lack of time is affecting her life. Christine is a health and fitness coach who works in the Los Angeles area, and we'll also be talking to her about something she calls body noise. Christine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So, as I said in the introduction, uh, you are a busy mom of two kids. How uh, how old are your kids?
1: I have two boys. They are five and a half and two and a half.
0: Well, that must obviously keep you extremely busy. Yes. (laughs) So... We kind of want to deal, as you know, and for all of our listeners, we've dealt with a number of subjects in our podcasts, and we really want to get a parent's perspective on some of this. So just tell us, what is it like being a working parent in this time of noise, in this day and age of tech, media, and consumerism?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, So (laughs) that's a big one because, yeah, tech, media, and consumerism, it's all around us, right? Right return on the TV, which I try to limit my children from watching both my kids. And that was difficult, both. Well, easier with my older son than my younger one. Uh, We did not allow any screen time at all before their second birthday. Um, Baby brother got a little bit more exposure (laughs) than older brother (laughs) did. But I was really concerned about the studies that were showing that children who got too much screen time early on had uh, much lower attention spans and I didn't want to hinder their educational process when it came school time for them. And I didn't want it to distract from just meeting other milestones and I didn't want it to, to affect them socio emotionally as well. So there was the challenge of, and still it's a challenge limiting their exposure to digital content, um, whether it be TV, iPad, just the glow of my phone. <laughs>
0: Yes, Um, right.
1: which Which I personally am guilty of being on probably more than I care to be. There's that and then just, you know, just everything, the content that's on that influences their choices, which I try to work very hard at teaching them to be able to listen to their own voices and not the voices around them.
0: Now, with a five-year-old, is he now in a situation where he's going to you know, kindergarten or something like that, where he's interacting with other children who have access to technology?
1: Yes. So, I mean, between his cousins, who are actually, you know, 500 miles away, so it's a little bit easier. But when we do see each other, we're seeing each other for days at a time. They have their own iPads. And, you know, and then the kids at school, they have iPads and they watch a lot of TV. And even in the after school program, they're watching movies, Disney movies, which I'm not opposed to, but under my supervision. And I count the time, the screen time that they get exposed to in my home. So when he's getting screen time at school that I'm unaware of, I feel like I've been cheated out of, <laughs> you know, family movie night or just me personally. I do. I'm guilty of parking my kids in front of a little bit of like programming so that I can have some undistracted work time myself. So uh, but if he's getting that at school, then I have to be conscientious about how much I want him to be exposed to. Yes, I've adopted a a phrase from my girlfriends who have older children now. Um, She calls them the TV zombies. Uh. There is no tearing them away. They cannot multitask.
0: <laughs> so that kind of leads us into a topic that we've been talking about for the last couple of podcasts, which is time. Uh, Christine, I can just imagine how busy a working mom like you with two young kids is. Is this one of the big issues that you have in your life is time?
1: Yes. I mean, time was already challenging without children and throw out one kid and then a second kid in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the time is definitely, um, I'm working on negative on a daily basis as to how many minutes I need in a day.
0: So there's probably things that you have to give up. I mean, obviously, you can't do anything. I know, uh, Rob, you've used the word, what are the trade-offs before? How do you feel about that? Is that what you're having to do, Christine, is is find ways to evaluate and prioritize what the trade-offs are in your life?
1: Yes, <laughs> And yes, and yes, and yes, (laughs) um, I, you know, being in the fitness business, I tell people that, yeah, something's got to go. I can't, I can't do my three hour bike rides in the morning anymore. It's been condensed into 10, 15, 20, 25 minute intervals of exercise rather than fitness training. And I've had to split up my me time, my physical me time into time where I do my breathing in the morning, my where I do my body pause so that I can actually get into my day and have that awareness of myself so that I don't lose my, uh, excuse me for saying, but lose my shit yeah. <laughs> on a daily basis with my kids. And it's not just the kids. I mean, the kids, yes, they're they definitely are emotionally taxing but it's just throw everything else into the mix and everything that else that needs to be done and other demands. Yeah, there are definitely some things that can't give. Yeah, and there are definitely a lot of things that I would rather not give that do have to fall by the wayside.
0: So you've talked about, you know, breaking it up for busy parents. Is that something that you would recommend? I know we talked about in one of our last podcasts, the idea that parents give up enrichment time first. It's one of the things they think, okay, I can't do this for myself. I got to do something for my kids or whatever that happens to be. And the thing that gets dropped off is enrichment time or I time, which is inner time, which is incredibly important today. Are you suggesting then in terms of that to just, even if you can't have a block of time to just try to find little areas during the day, do you feel that helps?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I was working on a program and still am working on a program called Undercover Workout where we, and this is before children, it was called the Undercover Workout, sneaking exercise in the nooks and crannies of your day. And um, it'll probably shift a bit now that I'm a parent, but it, you know, I'm definitely fitting in everything I possibly can into the nooks and crannies of my day, whether it be um, some sort of exercise, which really works well for me because I need it. But also, I mean, I don't get to read like I used to. So I am I drive my kids to school and I pick them up from school. And in LA traffic, I spend about three hours driving daily. Wow. And so, you know, Audible is great. I get to listen to what I'd I'd rather read, but I end up listening to audiobooks while I sit moving, you know, 5, 10 on a good day, 15 miles an hour. (laughs) And, you know, my kids are in the car. And you know what? Some people say like, oh, well, their kids want to listen to like the Disney Channel on, on, um, on Pandora or whatever it is. But I figure if I listen to NPR over my listening to my audiobook, I figure that's helping my kids' vocabulary. <laughs> so, that's a little bit of educational enrichment for them as well to boot. <laughs>
0: So taking care of you as a parent is incredibly important, isn't it? I know we've talked to uh, many parents, both Rob and I, and the thing that seems to happen is parents saying, particularly moms, we don't have time for ourselves. We just don't have time. And that goes by the wayside and it's counterproductive, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. I mean, when we neglect ourselves and we feel, you know, there is that um, the martyr mom, <laughs> you know, mom we are geared we're raised we're conditioned that once you become a mother that you have to be a martyr that we have to martyr ourselves and the bigger martyr you are as a mom the better mom you are <laughs> and that's so unfortunate it's like okay you know the moms who exercise the moms who are working harder will say oh well i don't have time for that <laughs> well i'm busy parenting and meanwhile you neglect yourself and what kind of mom does that make you you know you you have a shorter fuse I know that for me personally, I have a shorter fuse if I spend less time with myself. Um, I have a shorter fuse. I have less, a a smaller view of every picture of my day. So, you know, I, I pause before I say less global, but it's less of a, you know, bird's eye view within my family. So if I don't take my eye time, if I don't take my time to breathe, if I don't take my time to exercise, um, I have a shorter fuse and then I'm also less likely to, I- I'm so focused on what's before my nose. I can't see beyond my nose to see like, oh, well, my kid is cranky because he didn't get to have his own eye time. Like my, my five-year-old thrives and he doesn't realize it that he thrives when he has some downtime for himself, when he has some quiet, we call it his quiet time. When he gets home from school, he gets to sit, whether with a book or just playing with his Legos for about 15 minutes just by himself. And it really calms him. And so uh, reflecting that he thrives on that and makes me a lot more aware that I need it for myself as well. And, you know, we're a lot more alike than I thought we were.
0: So do you think moms need permission for that? I know you sort of mentioned that many moms feel like they're being judged if they don't sacrifice absolutely everything. Do you think it's important in our society to get out the message that you're a good mom if you do take care of yourself? Is that something that's missing out there right now?
1: It's missing, and I'm not sure that it's something that can be accepted in a lot of circles in the very near future, unfortunately. I've been very fortunate. I have a wonderful mom community, but what I'm noticing when I'm getting out there and looking at like mom blogs and mom Facebook groups and other mommy communities, moms are very hard on one another. I wonder if it's just easier to judge others than it is to think about what we could be doing wrong ourselves. But it's a very interesting community. Like I said, the more of a martyr you are, the better the mom you think that you can be. But it's really... I find it to be the opposite to be true. I mean, you know, some moms in the present time, they might feel like, oh well, I'm do I'm mo- I'm momming so hard. I'm doing so great. I'm such a wonderful mom. I sacrificed everything. My children are my everything. And then all of a sudden fast forward ten, maybe even just five years forward and think about what could be internalized in their bodies. I mean what can end up being you know, all the all the noise, all the body noise that they've ignored during that time that they were just so focused on parenting, they've completely ignored the noise in their bodies that all of a sudden they could end up with some undiagnosed autoimmune disorder or chronic pain and debilitating chronic pain. Because, I mean, there is research that shows that the stress of daily living or just any other stress can be internalized in the body and then end up being um, expressed in a physical disorder, physical dysfunction. Keep mom healthy. So stop, you know, being a mom martyr. You want to be a mom, you know, with longevity.
0: That's a very interesting concept, body noise, because I'm going to guess, and this is your specialty. I'm going to guess that 90% of the population at least does not pay attention to their body. A very fascinating concept, body noise within a world of noise.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, very early on, you know, me, myself personally, when I started in the fitness industry, um, it was very biologically focused. I mean, all we thought about was just, okay, how can we make our workout more effective? How can I tweak this interval? How can I, what exercise should I throw in there? But that was very biologically focused and which was probably perfectly fine in my twenties. And that was in my twenties. <laughs> and then later on, I realized, um, as I started to multitask and think about, you know my clients' conditions while I was working out, while I was thinking about oh, what I need to do in my next task, what I needed to do, just everything that was on my to-do list. I realized I was not focusing on myself, and I either was uh, feeling aches and pains coming out of those workouts, or I just realized I wasn't there. I was just was not present in my own biological, you know, health program. So I tried to integrate a, you know, a mental component, a psychological component to it. And um, then realizing here we are today, everything is connected. It isn't just psychological and physical blockages that are hindering my optimal health. I'm realizing that environmentally, all the digital noise that surrounds me is hindering just where I can get to in that place of optimal health. All I can equate it to is just noise. There's noise in my head with everything that I need to do. There's noise that surrounds me. I can't even delineate the difference between the noise that's coming from my own body giving me signals like, okay, well, you know, something's not going right. It's going to affect your sleep tonight. Um, I can't even tell the difference between environmental, psychological, and my own biological noise within my body. And so I've come up with a concept called body noise. It's just you've got noise in your body, and we've learned to ignore it because we can't tell the difference between the noise that's coming from our body and just the noisy distractions outside of ourselves, And what I'm trying to do is address getting into our own bodies, our own space, if you will, like our own safe space to get into anything that we want to do, whether it be a physical workout or getting into a really focused task or anything at all, anything at all, just taking a nice comforting bath and taking a pause and working on breath. And just, you know, just to get yourself into that space of, okay, this is where I am here. And now let's quiet some of the noise. Let's take out some of this noise. So I can actually listen to what's going on inside of myself. And I'm wanting to bring that into family. So I I do this with my kids so that I hope to impart, I mean, not just a physical healthfulness, but also being able to listen to themselves outside of external influences so that, A, they can make better choices for themselves, and B, just being able to be more uh, socio-emotionally resilient.
0: Perfect. Perfect. So, Christine, I have a big question for you. Which is, if you were to summarize all the issues of society today and what you're struggling with as both a mom and a professional working person, could you give one critical piece of advice for parents today?
1: It's really simple, actually. My one piece of advice is get outside and do something with the family as often as possible. So, whether it's even just once per week, I like to try and get my kids out with me and my husband, if he's in town, to go out for a hike. And if getting out to a hike is too much of a time commitment because time is a scarce resource, I turn off the Wi Fi, I close the doors to the house and I just hang out in the backyard with the kids and kick the ball around or I'll, you know, look at flowers. <laughs> And we walk around barefoot in our yard and put out a picnic blanket and have our lunch. So it's really, really simple. I, I like to take it back to basics, just get away from technology and just be present with one another. I put the phone away. I put away all of the digital devices, any source of noise, I take it away so that it's very focused on ourselves. So that way I can hear what's going on with myself and hear truly hear and see what's going on with my kids
0: well thanks christine that is great advice and uh, thanks so much for joining us we really appreciate the insights and the conversation now coming up in podcast number eight we're going to talk about something that all of us need to do and that's create more balance in our lives so until then thank you for listening and live above the noise hello everyone If you'd like to get our email update about new episodes, tips and tools, and all the latest information, please sign up for our Noise Watch update on our liveabovethenoise.com website.